Hey, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Pitoff. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Got a lot to talk about Ohio State football. Uh, I want to tell you we are sponsored by BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus uh, using promo code DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using DSP200. Bet sports, casino, horses, uh, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. All right, Ohio State. Um, they just had their win over um, Rutgers 49-10. to uh, they go 5-0 and on the season. Five straight home games. They've got their first one coming up now on the road against Michigan State on Saturday. Um, and Ohio State allowed just three yards of carry against Rutgers. Again, they're doing the thing. Ohio State averaged 7.6 on their own. Um, C.J. Stroud, 13-22, uh, 154 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, a very pedestrian game. The 10 points Ohio State gave up, only three were in the second half, continuing with this defense and what they're able to do and how phenomenal they have looked so far this season. Um, the points came obviously at, at the, of the muff punt for the first score, uh, for Rutgers. And then, uh, the, uh, field came after the interception by Stroud. So uh, all in all, a good game though for Ohio state defensively, Mayan Williams filled in for Travion Henderson who missed the game, uh, with the, uh, warming up in the, in the pregame, uh, something went off with him. They think he'll be fine for this week and everything, but he just didn't play Mayan Williams, uh, 21 carries 189 and five Callum, five touchdowns. Um, and Ryan Day was asked this week about um, what he saw in Mayan Williams when he was recruiting him as far as why he thought he'd be a good fit for Ohio State. Here's what Ryan Day had to say uh, earlier this week. Um, uh, you know, Tony watched them run. Kevin Wilson actually saw him play live in a game, um, and we just felt like he just ran really hard. And um, like you said, you know, maybe he wasn't as highly recruited, but, um, you know, we just felt like we saw some something in, you know, uh, kid from Cincinnati who ran hard, you know, Winwood's a very, um, you know, uh, they have a great winning tradition. They're a great program. They produce really good football players. And uh, again, being from Ohio uh, means a lot. And so, and so that was uh, Ryan Day talking. Tony Alford's the running back coach. He mentioned early on about what he saw in Mayan Williams. Uh, for Ohio State, led by in tackles by Steel Chambers with 11, the converted running back who came over to the uh, defensive side of the ball. He had 11 tackles. He is second on the team with 30 tackles this season. And uh, here's Ryan Day talking about the growth of Steel Chambers moving over from the offensive side of the ball to the defense. Just playing more and understanding what it takes to be a, a linebacker. You know, there's just different things, whether it's in protection or attack and protection on blitzes, whether it's in coverage, whether it's in the run game, whether it's out in space, in the box. There's just so many different things you have to do. you got to take on linemen. you got to go cover linebacker, uh, cover uh, tight ends, running backs. you got to zone drop, read the quarterback's eyes. you got to read the screen. I mean, there's just so many different job descriptions for a linebacker. And the more he's done them, the better he's been. Uh, Tommy Eichenberg had nine tackles. He leads the team with 42 tackles this season, uh, including he's got five and a half tackles for loss to lead the team. Um, he was uh, Tommy Eichenberg uh, and Tim May, the uh, longtime Columbus Dispatch reporter now, um, who does things for their websites. But he asked in the press conference about Eichenberg. Said that Eichenberg's um, Tommy Eichenberg is kind of a um, he's not a, a man of a few words. Let's put it that way. And he asked um, Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator for Ohio State. What exactly is Eichenberg the same way with him as he is with the press? And um, here is what Knowles had to say. Kind of a funny answer. What you see is what you get. He's clipped with me too. I mean, that's what you know. It's there's uh, there's some grunts, you know, you know, and it's like you know, if something's not right, he'll stop and like like barely look at me, but kind of like, and I'll say, 
you know, you were supposed to do that on this play in practice, right? And he'll go, and go on. You know, I mean, because, but he's always like, he can see things, which is ideal, right? He can see them as they happen. So if something's not right on the practice field, you'll see him just stop and he won't really say anything. But I know he's looking for me to give him the answer. Like, what the hell just happened there? You know what I mean? So that was Knowles talking about that. Now, um, Ohio State is top is tenth in the country now in total defense, which is uh, where you know Ryan Day said that's the expectation. Knowles said he thinks they should be top five. So uh, they're top ten right now, though. Through five games last season, Ohio State was forty second in scoring defense, seventy seventh in rushing, and eighty fourth total defense, ninety eighth in passing yards allowed. So um, huge strides for Ohio State. Um, Knowles was asked uh, to assess the defense so far, and here is what Knowles had to say. I'm pleased. I mean, we have seen uh, some success, you know, but, um, you know, it's it's always just defense is such a right now proposition with, um, you know, failure is not an option. So it's, it's just drive, drive, push, push to be better, you know, um, never really look back on any of that until the end of the season when you look back on things. Aside from the, the, the plays that didn't go right. I mean, you look at those all the time because you're trying to figure out how to get better. But, you know, like I said, when I got here, we don't have three or four years to put this system into, to make it into a premier defense. It's got, and that's what they've done so far. They've been, they picked up on things very quickly with Knowles defense and um, look, just numerically look at the numbers through the five games. You know, we were at last year with Ohio state where the defense was at uh, after the Minnesota game, which was a close call after the Oregon game, which was a loss during the Michigan game during the first half of the Rose bowl, the strides Ohio state's defense has made. And look, if Knowles isn't the coordinator of the year right now in college football, I'm not sure who is. Um, uh, he was asked also, Knowles was asked by a reporter, what concerns him about the defense? And here is what Knowles had to say. You know, defense, because you, you can play well, you can play great for a long time in the game, but it only takes one play. You know, it takes one one play for something to go wrong or a 50-50 ball to go up in the air. So um, my biggest concern is that we continue to compete and have that mentality on, on defense of stopping them on that play, no matter what the score is, you know, we get into some situations where it might be easy to relax. And it's my job to, to continue to press upon them that stopping people on the next play is a habit. So like when it comes time, when you need the defense to stop them, you can't just pull that out of your back pocket and say, "Hey, let's let's stop them now on this play." It's good. so that was Knowles talking about uh, what concerns him on the defense and just how it's very much play to play. Something else I've noticed, by the way, with Knowles and with uh, Tony Alford, the running back coach uh, for Ohio State, and maybe it's like this. I, I haven't seen this in other parts of the of the country with other teams, but like Knowles made it a point in this press conference to talk about, look, when things go well. That's on the players. If they go poorly, it's on the coach. And he's taken full responsibility for that and said, if something doesn't work or if we make a mistake, it's my fault. And he was asked about that. He just said he thinks that, that that's the way it should be. It makes sense that way. And he actually tells, he gives the players um, a, uh, like on a, uh, you know, gives them a free pass on, on, you know, hey, mistakes that were made. Forget about it. We're done. We're moving on. And he's, he puts a lot on himself. Alford the same way. When Alford was asked about Travion Henderson and is he, has he gotten better this year? What's, what does he need to improve on? 
And Alford said that he thinks Henderson essentially needs to um, do a better job of taking on defenders at the second and third level when he gets back out there and starts running and is healthy again, hopefully this week. But he said that Henderson needs to do a better job of that. And then he said, but that's on me. I've got to coach him up to that. I've got to coach him on that and make him better with that. So that was interesting. These coaches take a lot of pride in, um, in ownership of their players as far as their performances and knows it's, they just, they, they take the hit. If the guys don't perform, it's on the coaches. If they perform, it's on the players, which is an interesting take for me. All right. Um, one more note on Ohio state, by the way, now after the Rutgers game, they are tied for first in the country. You can't get any better than this. A hundred percent on red zone scoring. They've been in the red zone 25 times. They've walked away with points 25 times, 23 touchdowns and two field goals. So Ohio state, uh, 25 for 25 so far. Okay. Now let's talk about Michigan state this week. Um, Ohio State's won the last six games in the series. They beat them 52 to 12 in 2020, and then 56 to 7 last year when they rolled out. To, I think it was a 42 or 49 to nothing lead at the half. It was ridiculous against Kenneth Walker and the Spartans. Um, the Spartans are in trouble. Look, and Mel Tucker, I thought it was a mistake to give him the 10-year, 95 million dollar deal when they did. Uh, I I just didn't. I I don't look at Mel Tucker as being one of the top coaches in the country. Uh, but Michigan State paid him to keep him because they didn't want to lose another coach when they lost Nick Saban before, um, obviously. So they didn't want to lose a coach, so they paid him the money. But with Michigan State this year, 2-3, and 0-2 oh in the conference. They've lost their last three games. Uh, after they beat up on the MAC with their first two wins, they beat Western Michigan 35-13 uh, and then 52 to nothing over Akron. They've lost 39-28 to to Washington in that nationally televised game when Michigan State was clearly overmatched, 34-7 to Minnesota, and then 27-13 at Maryland. So. Um, they, uh, they're in a bad spot right now. They're 23 and a half point underdog to Ohio state. I think it'll be even worse than that when the game ends. Uh, Peyton Thorne is their quarterback. He was 27 to 44 for 221 against Maryland last week. Um, he does have six interceptions on the season. Jalen Berger is their leading rusher at, uh, 59 carries for 301 yards, 5.1 yards a carry and four touchdowns. But I, I don't expect the defense is allowing 412 yards a game almost. I don't think this will be a very close game in East Lansing on Saturday. That being said, we cannot forget what Michigan State's done to Ohio State's seasons in the past to try to wreck them. Um, the 2015 17-14 loss. Um, look, Ohio State was number two in the country. Michael Geiger won it for the Spartans. He had a 41-yard field goal. His time expired. Remember him running down the field and doing that arm motion and just obnoxiously celebrating their win. Uh, also, the 2013 loss in the Big Ten Championship game, 30 to 20, 34 to 24, when they were on opposite sides of the conferences, uh, divisions in the conference. They played there. Michigan State won that one, 34 24. And we can never forget, we never should forget, the 1998 game in Columbus um, when Michigan State came here and Ohio State was the best team in the country. And they lost in that game uh, to uh, Michigan State. That was a tough one, also. So, Michigan State's a school that next to Michigan has probably caused more heartbreak than any other school for Ohio State in the last uh, 25 years or so. And it's a, anytime they play Michigan State, there's a little bit of that angst going into it. But this year, I just think Ohio State is so much better than them. Michigan State is – there's not a single phase in the game that Michigan State can match up to Ohio State with right now. Not passing, not running, not defense, not special teams. There's nothing that Michigan State can compare with against Ohio State or come close to competing with them. Um, when they play this Saturday. So I expect the blowout, big win for Ohio State. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Fit Happens. We'll have more. we got to talk basketball. God, they're back at practice now. We've got some sound from Chris Holtman. We're going to preview the season a little bit, too. Lots going on with Ohio State. 
hopefully get a win this week against Michigan State, an easy win. Um, Travion Henderson hopefully gets back in there and see some of the backups again, get some quality time for that. But uh, that's it for this edition of the uh, Buckeye Blitz. And again, follow me on Fit Happens. I am or on Twitter at Fit Happens. Follow me there. More episodes coming up shortly. Okay, go Bucks. Thank you.